gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-in items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. We are in a Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. Hello Culturama listeners and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva where simplicity is just the best thing. This episode promises to be a very fun and exciting one. This segment is Inspirational Moments, and my guest today is from Kansas City, Miss Gina mm-hmm. Fellers. Hi, Gina, welcome to the program. Hi, hi, Tia. This, um, this is fun for me too. It's my very first podcast, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Gina has a very inspiring story and I hope that you all will just sit back, relax and enjoy what Gina has to share with us uh, throughout her experience. Now, Gina, you're diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. It's told your vision. Tell us about that. How has life changed for you? Well, um, I thought I was a normal-sided person growing up, and then in high school, I found out um, just from the school's eye test that my eyes weren't normal, and they just ended up telling me that glasses didn't help and that I had a blind spot. And then when I got to college, I was tripping over things and couldn't see low, and decided to go to the doctor again and learned that I was legally blind and I had an eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa. So um, it meant that I saw through like a tunnel, like if you were looking through a toilet paper roll or paper towel roll, Mm -hmm. I, I just saw, so I had to move my eyes and my head a lot to compensate. I could not see at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in college and and faced with a big decision. You know, they told me I would be going blind in three to five years. And and I thought, can I finish and get my degree? Mm-hmm. But um, I every semester I lost more vision. But, you know, I, I got on um, with like readers that would read my textbooks. This was back in the 80s. And they would read it on tape recorder, and I'd have to get it back and listen to it. So I had a few adaptations, but I decided that, you know, I may as well get my degree and teach uh, special ed for as long as I could. And that's what I did. And then um, 
I didn't have any special equipment, so I had to go on disability from teaching. And um, then I worked a few years at a boys group home with teenage male juvenile offenders. They were either boys who had gotten in trouble with the law mm -hmm. or, or they just didn't have parents who cared. And I really enjoyed that. Um, but then it got tiring and um, I was still driving uh, at that time. And then um, I lost it while I was in college and because I didn't go take the test, got it back in two years. And I ended up driving till I was 30, I think 32 years old. Mm -hmm. So then I had to give up my driver's license. So that was one change. Mm -hmm. And um, and I met and married my husband at age 32 too, just right as I was giving up my driver's license. So yeah. I had a chauffeur. Wow. <laughs> and, then it, it's just been the same way. Uh, you just kind of lose sight, adjust, and then lose sight. It might stay stable for a year or two. And um, so I have learned to adapt a lot. Adapt. Yes. Um, that's been my whole life is adapting. <laughs> yeah. You have a ministry, uh, a Christian ministry called Word in Action Ministry, which was founded, which was founded by you and your husband in 2009. Could you elaborate more on that for us? Yes, um, I was blessed to have Christian parents um, who raised me in church from the age, from the time I can remember. And my mom always said that I had a lot of faith and that I always talked to God like a best friend. And I don't really remember that. But, you know, I just know that it's, it's always been part of my life. And, and I got baptized in the church at a you know, like young age at 10. And, and by high school, I was a leader um, of our youth group. I was a state leader mm -hmm. and planned church camps and retreats for kids. And um, was very active in church and college. And it's just been a, a good part of my life and big part. And then when I got married to my husband, mm -hmm. he had done a lot of things in ministry but he was not a pastor. We were just a married couple. Mm -hmm. And then five years later, um, God called us in 1998 to start pastoring a church called Trinity Worship Center. Mm -hmm. And we did that for a few years and our church bought an, uh, got a new location. And when we did, the economy started changing in America and my husband and I thought, we would just meet a need, him and I. Um, but our church had a lot of older people, and we were wanting to feed people is what how we were wanting to help people stretch their money and just give free hot meals. And we didn't. We knew the people in our church would want to help us, and so we created the ministry word in action so we could use the church's fellowship hall but we wouldn't make people feel like they had the help. And so um, my family started it and we thought we would feed 15 to 20 people from what we researched. Mm -hmm. And so my husband worked and every night we would just cook at the church. And within a couple of months, um, people from all over church, other churches in town wanted to help. And we 
did not really have a plan because we thought it was just going to be us doing it with our money. Mm -hmm. But um, we just started seeing miracles. And uh, there was times we would feed 300 to 500 meals per night instead of 15 or 20. That's a lot. <laughs> Whoa, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. And, and God always provided. We never knew where our food was coming from. We didn't know where our money was coming from. But it seems like every time one source would dry up, another door would open. Yes. And we did that. We did that from 2009 till last year. And all the doors finally closed. And um, we've entered a new season. The whole time, we still pastor Trinity Worship Center. So, like, I teach Sunday school and children's church on Sundays for 21 years now. <laughs> and I play my flute. But um, we did the ministry extra, and another part of the ministry was not just feeding the people, but we would just meet needs. If they needed heaters, we would buy them heaters. If they needed air conditioners, we would do that. We um, ran a thrift store. I ran a thrift store the last two and a half years mm -hmm. and just stopped that last month. So that's kind of what the ministry was an extra to our pastoring a small church and last summer right before we stopped feeding we had actually served one million meals over that's, our 10 years god does amazing things you know he uh, did he does what i found yes. interesting on your website uh you homeschool uh -huh. your children and your grandchildren and you mentioned that your husband has adhd could you tell us about that mm -hmm. and, and how do you cope with it? Because you say that you also work with special needs kids who have that sort of condition. Right. And what's kind of funny is that I didn't really know he was ADHD when I married him. <laughs> it wasn't too hard after I, after I married him because he just didn't stop. He didn't, he didn't require much sleep. He was, you know, I just thought it was energy, but no, he, he had all the symptoms. He's, um, you get three words out. Like if you start to ask him if you're cold, he's already got his hand on the heater in the car and turning it up. He's already reacting. His mind just works so fast. And that, <laughs> that sometimes he would overreact. And um, luckily, we were 32 and 34 when we were married, and he had gotten a lot of it under control himself. Mm -hmm. But he still, can. we could go to bed saying, tomorrow we will do whatever, and he wakes up with a new day, and there's a new idea in his head of wanting to do, and I'm a very planned, organized mm -hmm. person, and we had to, we had to learn to meet in the middle, and... ADHD people like to clutter things up and they don't do it on purpose, but they just move so fast that as they're laying something down, they're already distracted. They're very easily distracted. Yes. But I'm blessed that my husband is a very intelligent man and he just kind of works and he loves me with all his heart. And, but uh, one of the positive attributes of ADHD that I knew was that a lot of ADHD people make good surgeons mm -hmm. and good CEOs. Oh, wow. And a lot of people, 
A lot of people don't know that, and that's because they can focus for hours on something they're passionate about. Yes. And my my husband was very passionate about the Bible, serving others, and me. And so we always tease each other, saying we're addicted to each other. <laughs> um, so, therefore, if any problem came up, he loved me and wanted to please me. So he always has worked on improving himself. And and um, and then I learn, you know, what to do. And his dad was in a wheelchair. Um, oh. And he had to take care of his dad from about the age of four. And he's a very compassionate person. And so... Therefore, the blindness did not scare him away. As a matter of fact, the way we met was I went on disability and was having a house built, and my contractor hired my husband. Mm -hmm. And But another thing of ADHD is that they do more than one thing at a time. And in our 26 years of marriage, my husband has probably worked 16 jobs and usually two or three at the same time. <laughs> But as far as us getting along, yeah, but as far as us getting along, a lot of those we've done together, you know, we, we have birthed businesses together and, and, um, we just complement each other with our skills and our talents. So that's how I deal with ADHD. <laughs> if you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing. Need Bouncy Castle's face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. So, Gina... During your time of um, this blindness, you, you adapt to different techno technological devices. Tell us about that adapting change. You know, what do you use today yes. to make your life easier? Yeah, um, it wasn't until um, I, I, it wasn't until I got married, I believe. That uh, no, it was college. I um, when I went on disability, I started working on a master's degree, and that's when I met my husband. And they bought me a piece of equipment called a CCTV. Yes, I remember that. I circuit. still have that. <laughs> okay, and that when I first got it, I couldn't read pencil, and so I would have to read anything like a receipt with ink or mm -hmm. pencil. I would have to use the machine. And um, but then my eyes would grow very tired, and it wasn't long before I had to start reading everything on there. And that's how I paid my bills. That's how I did lesson plans, mm -hmm. and it served me pretty well until um, I homeschooled and was in. My daughter was in high school when um, I discovered the screen reader software that was affordable mm -hmm. with a company called Serotech. Yeah. And I think it was after that that I got an iPhone, which I'm still not real skilled at, but um, that's been my main 
my main sources has been a CCTV and then the screen reader because every time I would try something, it just didn't work for me no matter what. And uh, But then having the screen reader is what allowed me to start writing, which I hadn't done for years. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of how technology was for me. Okay. Now at this time, everyone, Gina will be speaking to us about developing an attitude of gratitude. Yes. Well, um, I, the Bible says to be thankful over and over in a lot of places and to have a grateful heart. And I was a worrier when I was in college. I would worry about everything and I would just kind of be afraid of tomorrow. Am I going to have money to go to school next semester? How am I going to do this? Will I have a place to live? And I worried a lot. And and God just kind of dealt with me that worry was, was the opposite of faith. And I wanted to be pleasing to my Lord. And so from there on, I just really felt like we should have a positive outlook on things. Because as a matter of fact, um, sorry, there's a call coming in. I don't know if that picked up or not. Um, as a matter of fact, when I first was in college and learned that I had my eye disease, a Bible study group I was going to told me something that has always stayed with me, and that was, it's not the circumstances God looks at as much as the way we react to them. So it wasn't the fact that God doesn't care, but he's paying more attention to how I react. Am I going to trust him with my blindness? Am I going to trust him whether he heals me or doesn't heal me? You know, and I just from that day wanted to react with positivity and trust and faith. And that's just pretty much how I have um, walked through my life. And we've had a lot of things go wrong in our life. Um, it's just, you know, sadness and trials and everything. But I always look for the good in it because all things work together for good. And I know that if I learn from it, that good has come from it. And now sometimes I initially react negatively and then <laughs> get through it. Sometimes it takes me a few minutes or an hour or two to get to the positive stage. But, you know, you stay healthier and um, you can deal with the things when you have to deal with them, but it's just easier to go through life and less stressful if you stay positive. You mentioned three steps about this. I wrote a blog post one time about the, for those who read the Bible and know about the 10 lepers that Jesus healed and only one came back and said thanks. But I had fun one time, I was uh, preaching a sermon and I put myself in, in the shoes of others and what could have been happening in their life that maybe they were thankful but just couldn't get back to tell Jesus thank you. And it was real interesting to think that way. But um, sometimes we aren't thankful in our heart and that's the first place you got to be is thankful in your heart. But then you need to get it to the point where you show thanks and that it becomes a habit. So. You're referring to the blog post, Develop an Attitude of Gratitude, where I taught the three steps. And if people practice that, then 
it will just be automatic to be thankful. Um, if I if I drop something that's dangerous and uh, scissors or something, or I drop something and I can't find it, I have to remind myself after I get irritated that, you know, at least I had that item, or at least I have somebody who can help me find it, or whatever. But I make myself think positive right then, and I believe everybody can do that. Miss Gina Fellers giving us a word of wisdom about developing an attitude of gratitude. I said it right this time. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, Gina, tell us about your blog, your website. How can persons get in contact with you for any motivational speaking? Or, and your book. Tell us about your book and, you know, how can persons order it? Well, I started blogging um, over four years ago, at, and I named it Changing Focus life and they can go there and subscribe I put out blogs weekly and usually one audio per month and um, I my tagline is helps when life's problems cause you to lose your sight because as being married to an ADHD person and losing all my sight and then ministering to others and seeing all their needs one thing that helps everybody with their problems is to change their focus so from the problem to the problem solver or from the situations to be more heavenly minded and that's what i write about on the blog mm -hmm. so they can go again to changingfocus.life for encouragement and inspiration and um then this summer was my first time to write a book and I actually blogged part of the story last fall and then put it out in June. And it is a memoir story about, true story about my husband. Some people gave us a car and it was in a state, probably three or four states over. So it was a 10 hour drive by car. And, um, I couldn't drive our truck back and then the car that was given to us. So my husband drove me all the way home and decided to take a bus trip and everything that could go wrong from delays to crime, fires, accidents, you name it, went wrong that night. And he thought he was going to get a night of sleep and would drive the new car back the next day. And it, I wrote it to encourage people because sometimes when we think something's going good and we're doing what God asked, then it starts going wrong and people are quick to blame the devil or something or just get discouraged, get mad. And instead, a lot of good came out of this bus trip. And at the very end, and the name of my book is From Mishaps to Mission, because at the very end, my husband was able to lead a young lady to the Lord and she said the sinner's prayer and made the whole trip worthwhile and made my husband realize that the trip wasn't about us getting a car, but it was about him being there at the right time to witness to this girl and lead her to the Lord. And it's a very short read, and it's on Amazon.com. And so they can look up my name, Gina Fellers, and find it. Um, and my name's spelled differently. I don't know if you'll put that in notes, but it's J-E-N-A for Gina. And my last name, Fellers, is with an F as in Frank. And because on <laughs> over the phone, it always sounds like, a, like you're going to sell 
something, but it's not. A, I always say since I'm blind that I fell down, you know, fellers. So you can you can even Google the name Gina Fellers and um, or her book, and and you could probably find it that way. But Amazon.com, just look up Gina Fellers. I have an author page there, and or they can find it on my blog. Thank you, Gina, for coming on the show. Despite your busy schedule, I really appreciate it. You can find my podcast on the following. 195 The Globe, Core Confidence Radio, CCV Radio in Trinidad, Dodge Radio in the UK, NCN in Guyana, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. Remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva.